All right, welcome back to the Kansas City Star podcast. I'm Sam McDowell, sports reporter with the Star, joined again this week after a week off by Ike Apara, sporting Kansas City defender. Ike, thanks again, as always, for joining us. Yeah, I'm, I hope every avid listener out there could handle a week off from us. <laughs> <laughs> we were too busy trying to cut the playoff spot and our seating, and we've done a home field advantage at least. Uh, so, yeah, let's get it rolling. You guys have a huge match on Sunday, but what we really want to know about what actual Twitter followers were asking me about was uh, your BFFs coming to town with, with Benny Fellhaber and LAFC. Yeah, I'm excited to see uh, Latif. Um, <laughs> no, uh, yeah, it's going to be great to see Benny. Uh, we, we have a, you know, I don't like to, to, you know, hang with the enemies before games and whatnot, but yeah, he's one of the guys that, you know, I'll make an exception for and, uh, you know, we'll have some smack talking and it'll be good to see him and it'll be good to play against them again and um, yeah, it'll be, you know, I think he'll get the cheers and, and the recognition that he deserves from our fans. You know, I think he did a really good job here, and I think the fans really appreciated that. Uh, but then, you know, when the, when the minute, you know, one starts and, the, and we kick off, by all means, feel free, Cauldron, to boo him. Boo him hard. Uh, I've told him that uh, I'm going to spread the word to the Cauldron. And I've actually been really nice to him because I'm, I've thought about making this week uh, dedicated all towards Benny. But I, I decided not to on Monday. I'm, uh, I talked to him on the phone a couple nights ago. And there will be a story on the Stars website on Friday afternoon. But uh, he mentioned the Cauldron. And he's interested to see what the reaction is going to be. He thinks there's going to be some chance thrown at him on, on Sunday. Yeah. Uh, if, if, hopefully they have a Tifo of up up of him and it's you know something that it's a little embarrassing uh that would be great but no um you know it, it will be interesting uh, i don't know if he'll even hear it when he's playing in the game or not but it'll be uh one that when we look back <laughs> we'll see kind of what the reaction was uh so it's exciting it'll be fun and it's a big game so a lot of it's gonna be magnified the intensity is gonna be high uh we're looking forward to getting after it all right, well, uh, there's, there's probably really no great segue for this, but today's topic that we're talking about is the NCAA, specifically uh, the payment of athletes or lack thereof, and that's obviously been in the news this week, uh, very much local here to Kansas City with, with KU, part of the Adidas trial, the, the FBI probe in, in New York, that what's going on, and uh, it's it, that specific trial revolves around shoe companies, and Adidas specifically potentially paying athletes that there was convictions for three guys convicted of uh, it, it's 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 almost kind of funny the way that they phrase it but defrauding the universities to, to pay the athletes to get them to go there and help their basketball teams but uh what is your just overall take on 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 what we heard in the news with that yeah i mean um with with the with this set of news and, and the companies and paying athletes to attend those universities uh, you know, I don't particularly care one way or another. Uh, Just if, if they get, you don't care if they get, if they, uh, shoe companies are involved in paying them. No, at all. Uh, you know, I think also from, you know, being a professional athlete in perspective of, you know, there are 15, 16 year olds in our locker room making, you know, some, yeah. some coin for 15, 16 year olds and, you know, you treat them, you know, as men. And, uh, I think if, if it was legal, I mean, it wouldn't, it wouldn't be a big deal to begin with. Uh, I think, I think this view differs from, you know, when they're actually in the universities and should they be paid. And I think we'll touch on that moving forward. But, uh, you know, to attend a university, it, to me, it just it doesn't bother me in the slightest. It just it's almost trying to figure out, you know, why, like, why shouldn't they be allowed to take that money? I mean, really, in, in theory, if you, you know, are, are a computer science wizard and you some you know company or, you know, wants to hire or pay you 100 grand to attend, you know, Whatever Syracuse University's you know, it's computer, um, you know, engineering or science program or department, like, why shouldn't you take that you know money that's being offered to you? Uh, it, it's kind of a uh, 
tricky, uh, I think, subject, but at the same time, it's it's only tricky because there's just, uh, how do I put this? There's just a lot of uh, negative answers without solutions. Uh, I think people, you know, don't really have, you know, an idea of how to, you know, whatever, legalize or how, the, how they want to express, um, you know, themselves, and they just say no. Yeah. And don't follow up with a reason. Uh, to me, it's like it doesn't it doesn't impact my life one way or another. Uh, what, like, what's what's the worst that's going to happen? What you're, you're, are you worried that you know six or seventeen, eighteen year old on campus is going to have so much money and not know what to do with it? I mean, what better time? I mean, if you're going to college, you, you should be taking classes that you know help you manage money, or you know, it's at the point of college is for self betterment. Whatever it is, uh, education, academics, uh, athletics, I mean, it's always to provide an opportunity. And uh, that's why I'm a little confused sometimes. Yeah, I think, um, you know, it's interesting you mentioned Syracuse because uh, I want to read this quote from Jim Beheim, their head coach, where yes, just yesterday at, the, at their ACC media day, he said, you know, everyone says the coach makes this and the players don't make anything. The player's only 17 years old. I've been working my whole life. There's a lot of 17-year-olds that don't make money. But like you mentioned, heck, you guys have guys in your locker room who are younger than that that, that make money. And that's certainly what, you know, this is probably exaggerating a little bit, but part of the con- what this country is about is right. you're paid with, with what you deemed are, are worth and whatever profession you're at. And um, But I will say I, I can see a little bit of a slippery slope with sort of making it, uh, I mean, if you allow the universities to pay whatever they deem the athlete is worth to them. Uh, let's let's take Alabama football, for example. Mm-hmm. They've got more money for sure. And I, I think that the NCAA does pride itself a little bit on the parity. Now, Alabama's not the best example for that because the way they've been dominating. But they like to think they have an even playing field. And I think some of that is having your blinders on for what's going on. And this, right. these trials have brought that out, that there's, there's money being moved. But – uh, you wonder if, if athletes, if it opens up where that parity is going to lie. You know, they love the NCAA tournament. It brings in over a billion dollars for them every year, and the players aren't seeing any of that. But uh, would you not worry about, you know, some schools being able to, to afford to pay players yeah. more than others? Yeah, I think, I think some schools, if you – let me go ahead and put this. I don't think universities should pay the players, I think the players should be able to capitalize on likeness okay. and, and, and imaging and, and possibly jersey sales. I think that can be tricky too because do you, you know, do you give them percentage of what their jersey sells when they're in school or is it perpetuity? Or is it when you leave, how much do you get posed? So I think that could be a little tricky. Um, but Which I just kind of what Adidas is. I mean, that's kind of, or shoe companies in general, that's kind of is paying for your likeness in, in right. a sense. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But I think some universities probably could pay their athletes. Uh, you know, X amount or more money or whatever you want to say, almost as employees. And I think there are a lot of universities that couldn't afford to pay, you know, athletes across the board uh, more money because I think then you run into issues with Title IX. You, I mean, when I was in school, uh, I never once thought, and in and, and soccer, it's not, a, it's not really a profit sport uh, by any means. And I never thought that I should have been receiving money uh, from the university um, such as, you know, as much as the basketball football players did. Because, yeah. I mean, for me, it's, you know, I'm in a sport that isn't generating that kind of revenue. And I don't see where I should get any more money or money that, you know, 
that really some certain, you know, basketball players or certain football players are, are entitled to. Because then you got to do it from there and you got to go all the way down to, yeah. you know, women's volleyball. Where does it stop? Exactly. Right? Um, and so uh, that's where I think, you know, Alabama maybe obviously could do it. Probably Duke could do it. Uh, but, you know, UAB was one of those schools that, you know, folded their football team. Right. Uh, and there's many reasons why. Some of it was money and some of it wasn't. But, you know, I just think that a lot of universities also couldn't unless you tried to do kind of that profit sharing of, you know, universities and then splitting it equally amongst every university. But, the big hitters are probably going to want that. Uh, it only really would benefit the little guys. Um, and so it becomes a little tricky. And that's why uh, I think I proposed, you know, you know, a plan. I've talked with a bunch of people just over the years, and I always said, you know, what if the, every university was entitled to, you know, kind of their own administration yeah. uh, per se? And, you know, for lack of a better term, an agent is on the board, a CPA is on the board, a money manager all is on the board. And, uh, say you you know you work for Ford and I'm an elite level athlete in basketball and you say hey uh, I would like you to come to my dealership for an hour and sign autographs uh, I'll pay you two grand and I say okay well I have to send you to the board uh, let's say if there's an example I'm at KU yeah I have to send you to this board you know these are the contacts they'll sign up the paperwork make sure everything's legal and good to go um, and go from there Whereas, you know, I think that that's a way uh, for athletes to, to make money on, you know, their likeness or, you know, they're just for kind of what they do. Hey, it's Blair Kirkhoff. And if you're listening to this, you love Kansas City sports, whether it's the Chiefs, Royals, Sporting, Mizzou, KU or K-State. And no one covers these teams like the Kansas City Star. If you currently subscribe to the paper or have a digital subscription, thank you for your support. And if you don't, here's a great offer. It's called Sports Pass. Unlimited digital access to every sports story and video on KansasCity.com. And it's just $30 for the first year. It's the best sports value in town. Just $0.08 cents a day or $2.50 a month. You can't beat that. Subscribe now at KansasCity.com slash SportsPass. I guess maybe just just to play devil's advocate because I do like that plan. I, I, you almost wonder though if, if a booster could right. sort of filter money to an athlete with, through something like that, right? And that even has its holes. I mean, because then you you think of not only just a booster, but you're thinking like, what if you know Joe Schmo down here wants to pay you five grand to let's say I don't know, uh, you know, come to his restaurant. And then two weeks later, Joe Schmo comes back up to you and says, hey, I need you to, to point shape for me. Yeah. And it's like, oh, well, uh, what do I do here kind of thing? And I get that there's, um, you know, some, some, some very tricky, uh, situation behind that. And, you know, I think, you know, due diligence, the university, for lack of a better word again, the board, you know, has to do their homework on, you know, this, this scenario. Because I think that also, you know, benefits, you know, or, you know, kind of counteracts the Title IX because I'm a big advocate for Title IX, but I also think that it's ridiculous that, you know, for me to expect, you know, X amount of money, the same money that, you know, whatever Chris Paul made yeah. for Wake Forest when he was there. Um, you know, he's not one of those. He, 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 was, he wasn't one of those guys that, you know, went to like, you know, Duke. I mean, for the most part, you know, if you go to Duke, you're already a known guy. I mean, Duke probably, Duke makes more people probably popular than, you know, 
the you know, so Grayson, or, yeah, or hated. Yeah, that's true. Grayson <laughs> Allen. I mean, he was easily like the the lowest recruit I think in that class, and you know, Grayson Allen became known. Whereas yeah. you know, if you look at the current class, I think Zion Williamson is. He, he was going to be popular anywhere he, he went. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like Michael Porter. I mean, Mizzou's attendance was terrible until he committed yeah. there, and here comes the season ticket. So yeah. I think every university is a little different. Um, but uh, it's, it's, always, it's always interesting because I think uh, with the Title IX, you know, I, I, it could go from, you know, women's volleyball, softball, but you can't tell me that, you know, Brianna Stewart at, at, at Syracuse or at UConn, Connecticut, yeah. yeah what wouldn't have had access to, you know, endorsements and, and, and sponsorships when she was at, at UConn or Alex Morgan at, at yeah, Berkeley. Sure. I mean, it, it, it really benefits to the people who excel in their sport. So uh, I think that that's an interesting uh, thought and, and just concept that, I mean, it needs some tinkering, obviously. But Yeah, sure. But, uh, I mean, I, th- I think maybe you could put something in place that would sort of be maximums in that sort of right. situation, you know, to, to f- prevent the problem that I mentioned. But uh, what you what your solution the, the problem that I think it solves is it's 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 about the money that that athlete is generating for the school and the program because yeah. the only way that they're going to have the interest and in, you know the autograph sessions that you mentioned is if they're a popular athlete and if right. you're a popular athlete you are bringing in money for your school in that situation I mean you you look at like a, a Heisman Trophy winner and, mm-hmm. and Baker Mayfield and the publicity he brought. Now, Oklahoma football doesn't really need that much help. Right. But his jersey's being sold. Mm-hmm. And it may not have the, his name on the back, but everybody knows when right. you see a number six jersey in the stands Who whose to. jersey that is. Yeah. And so the, your solution, I think, at least allows the player to potentially profit off of that. Um, you know, but for the longest time, the NCAA is sort of hidden behind their amateurism label, and they call it one of their bedrock principles is, right. is, is amateurism. And under the rules of amateurism, uh, you can't be paid a salary. You can't sign a contract with a, an agent or a professional team. And uh, I, I think it's just been maybe the easy scapegoat for them. And, but this trial, all of a sudden, mm-hmm. has probably brought to the public light what we all already knew right. was there's money moving around and the NCAA in some manner is, is going to have to address this. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that the amateur status is crazy because we all knew kind of what was happening and you want to look away if you want, but if you just open exactly, your eyes, it's yeah. there. Uh, but then you even think about, you know, such a thing as workers comp because, you know, I saw the highlights from the Florida Vanderbilt game and this guy gets destroyed on a crack back block. And I'm thinking to myself, there's no free education out there that I'm going to run on that field and get yeah, hit like that. Yeah. There, it just it just isn't any room and boy. I, what's the point of even having free schooling if your brain in five to ten yeah. years? You know what I mean? And you've seen some of the star athletes like Leonard Fournette took out an insurance policy right. on him because so, he wasn't getting paid in college, but he knew that the money was going to come eventually, right. and that's the only way he he perceived avoiding something. Right. Like that. I mean, I even contemplated doing that when I was in school. Did you really? Just to protect myself. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, I think you know. It's just you have to worry that injuries do occur, and obviously, you know the the, the contact sports that you well, if you play contact sports, and especially the higher contact sports or more aggressive contact sports, the the more dangerous it is, and so you kind of have to protect yourself. And I mean, you don't even get you know insurance, you don't even get to see you know doctor post you know post career or post college career, uh, you know on the university's dime. You have to do that on your own, and yeah. it's like. I, th- what is the point of running around out there if you're just going to be, you know, five, ten years struggling in some aspect? And I'm thinking to myself as well is, 
this guy's having on Saturday. He's supposed to go to class on Monday after that. <laughs> Come on, there's no chance. <laughs> there's there's no way I'm gonna step foot uh, in a in a classroom after getting hit like that. Yeah. I, I just I, it, to me it's crazy, and I think that also you know that's my thoughts on football. But man, it, it's it is a it's it, it's almost like you you sacrifice you know x amount of players, and university makes their money, and they get their you know their enrollment up or they get their you yeah. know registration up and uh, more tickets sold and yeah. concessions sold because of tickets jersey sales yeah. I mean, there's so many ways right. that the universities make money exactly i mean wake forest wake forest i think is a pretty known school but there are a lot of people who don't know about wake forest and when they made the, the orange bowl right the year before i got there 06 i believe uh their admissions you know i think were were you know flowing in with with more applications and i mean that's that's generating money just from the For exposure sure. of seeing wake forest and yeah and um, you and I talked about that just just off air a couple of weeks ago. That that's an expensive, yeah, oh, yeah. program as well. Yeah. yeah, I mean it's not cheap to, to attend Wake Forest. So, uh, and again, I, I know people on the other side of the argument saying they get free education, they they get free room and the, board, and that's the like free education uh, label has always bothered me in the sense that it's not free if you're providing a service. By definition, right. something is not free if yeah. you are returning a product, and, and then in this sense, your service is you're playing for the basketball team. You would not have the free education anymore if you quit the basketball team. Your yeah. free education would be gone. So it's not technically a free education. Yeah. You are working for, right. to, to get that education. And, and until I forget what year it was, it wasn't guaranteed your scholarships all four years. Right. It was you know year to year and you know whatever the case. And it's like okay, well, uh, well, I'm I don't know if I'll be you know here next year. I mean, not and and that's maybe the 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 extreme, but. Uh, it, it, it's it's something that you have to worry that I mean if you if you if you quit you know they weren't entitled or if you from an injury they're not entitled to keep your scholarship it's just you know hopefully that they do right by you for you know you committing your your services or your your body uh, to the program but uh, you know and I and I get that you know people want to use that it's free and and my, my argument's always well you could have gone to school for free. Yeah. <laughs> Be better academically, be better athletic. Like you could have done a lot of things and gotten to school for free or yeah. cheaper. Like and you also had made that money while you were there. Exactly. I mean, the, the, if you're in an academic scholarship situation, and uh, you know, let's say if you're the best football player in the country in college, you still are not making any more money than than the guy who's also on scholarship on your team. Theoretically, right. now this isn't including the potential payments you're getting paid under the table or whatever like we've seen come out but if you are the the best you know kid at science and in, in your college you've got a lot of ways to make money mm-hmm. while you're still in school that that the other kids are not getting because they fall under the amateurism right. umbrella i mean we working was non-existent in college it was i was so dedicated to academics and athletics that if I even wanted to have a, I couldn't. I couldn't do it. How many went, did anybody on your team have? No, from what I remember, it was uh, we all, we made our our I guess our work money and uh, camps in the summer. Okay, sure. Uh, but it, during the years, no, no, I don't. I don't. I can't recall. Uh, Just because of the time commitment yeah, that the, it, the sport required yeah, and everything, and academics, uh, the rigor, it, it, it's impossible almost. And, and and I could be wrong. I mean, maybe there was one or two, but like a very very small small minority was able to do it. Yeah. And I guarantee it wasn't anyone that you know was you know one of our better players and uh, and, and better you know play or you know are more dedicated you know students in the classroom. It was yeah. just 
too it was just too much to handle um and so it's like you know i think i, I don't know if you know this about me i was commuting back and forth my rookie year from san jose to wake forest were you really yeah i i was so my normal week would be because you left early yeah i did to go to the mls yeah. draft and, and part of my contract agreement that i i had was i had i wanted to stay for my spring junior year okay and so what i would do with spring break all those things i go to san jose or my normal week would look like <laughs> oh, wow yeah monday tuesday wednesday i'd be in class Thursday, I would fly out from North Carolina to San Jose. Wow. Be there Friday, the Thursday, Friday, Saturday, playing the game, red eye back. Jeez. Get back Sunday morning, drive straight from, you know, Charlotte Airport to, to Winston Salem, about an hour and 20, 30 minute drive or so. Meet with professors or, or classmates or students to, to see what I missed and what I could do to, you know, get back on the core or par for, for the course. So I did that for a whole semester, pretty <laughs> much. And so I remember. But at that point, I'm, I'm getting paid still, luckily. Yeah. Uh, and I remember finally getting to campus being like, <laughs> I've got money to actually yeah. like live. Uh-huh. Now, granted, it's probably more than, you know, than X amount needed, but it was still like, I didn't have to worry about, uh, you know, if I wanted to try to afford this meal or not. I mean, I, I never was, you know, greedy or, or asked for much from my parents. I think I went to school with like 800 bucks okay. in my bank account. Yeah. And that's what was lasted me. You know, a year and a half. Kind of really like, well. Somehow, somehow I didn't. I had a car too. I didn't. Oh. If I had an emergency, I'm sure my parents were taking care of it or whatnot. But you know, I, I didn't. I didn't ask for much. I somehow was able to, to budget. But there would be plenty of times that I ran out of meal swipes, and I'm like, well, I only really have like a hundred bucks, so yeah. I got like two months left in this year. I don't know if I should go out to eat this, yeah, you know, well. whatever. So it was like, it, it actually felt nice to be like, oh, I can actually like afford something. Yeah, that's incredible. Uh, yeah, and so. Uh, I'll never forget that moment. The first check came through, and I was whatever, and I was like, "What am I supposed to do now?" Like, and I mean, again, I think I was also, you know, very. I took courses that had to do with money, and not that I was always pretty good with money, anyways. But dealt with courses, and what better place to be than in college, learning sure. about how to handle your money. Um, and so that was actually an interesting uh, time for. Yeah, for that's me. incredible. Yeah. Now, the, what they have added just since you graduated is this this cost of attendance model which pays athletes anywhere from i think it's two thousand to six thousand annually uh they get meals uh yeah. paid for but I'm, I'm sure you got some meals paid for but it's just i'm, I'm sure it's a certain what, right. set amount per day or so i guess the example i gave was my like first couple of years and then my, f- my my full scholarship i guess hit and so then oh, i was okay. able to receive those benefits and so, so the but, first couple of years when you're on partial scholarship yeah. though you don't receive no yeah it's all okay. out of here yeah and so then when i even meals and everything right okay same had sent for a meal plan and, and all that and it was you know at soccer's 9.9 scholarship i believe so you do the math it's 30 yeah. guys 9.9 so a couple a lot of guys right, on full scholarship right, maybe. a lot of our partial lots of partial yeah um and so um you know, I think when it was then my my junior year, I was I lived off campus and I was able to you know afford an apartment with a roommate and you know basic groceries and you know I was able to to make do. Yeah. Uh, my situation probably a little different. I think there were a lot of people who you know try to take care of families. Some people had kids. Some people mm-hmm. had their own immediate families that may have been struggling, so they were trying to sure. you know budget that and budget you know what their lifestyle needed. Uh, but you mentioned that you, there was interest in you after your sophomore year right. to, to come out, but that was one of the things that you felt like was a requirement if you were going to stay was to be one of those 
full scholarship guys for that. I'm sure for those reasons. Right. And so that's what, I mean, that was the only way I was going to go back. Cause I was, I was on full scholarship yeah. and which, which I was. Um, and so at that, well, then I became on full scholarship, but, uh, yeah, it was, uh, you know, I think, you know, and, and again, I, I could have left. It wasn't, I was, I really wanted to, to stay in school academic wise and at least get further ahead. Um, and then, you know, I, I don't think my, my family necessarily needed it. Uh, so it wasn't, it wasn't, like something that I, I jumped at. I think if, you know, trying times, it, I would have absolutely left. Um, and also at the same time, I also balancing, you know, possible Europe or whatnot yeah. since being a free agent, I guess, in a sense, uh, for soccer. But yeah, it was uh, a lot, a lot that went into it. And, um, you know, I, it's, I, I saw firsthand, uh, you know, you know, basketball players who, who, you know, went pro and I just saw, you know, kind of, they're str- and some voiced it to me just about how, you know, they, 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 they weren't going to stay in any school any longer. It just, mm-hmm. it didn't make sense for them to, mm-hmm. uh, because what they potentially would be making is not even close to relative, uh, you know, their scholarship or even if they were in school getting endorsements and sponsorships, you know, what kind of what we uh, talked about, it would have helped, you know, bridge the gap when they were there. But, yeah. you know, I think when there's a time when, your potential to move on earnings to, when you move on is so drastically higher than staying. It's, it's a no brainer. I mean, they, they always, you know, say that, well, an athlete can get a job like, like any other student can to, to supplement their income. Now, when, when I was in college, I actually did not, I, I worked during the summers. I worked during mm-hmm. Christmas break. I worked during, you know, spring break and things like that. But I felt like in order to get the grades I wanted to get that I had to be so focused on, my academics right. now the journalism is a little bit different in the sense that you're not just in class taking class and taking tests you are actually out right you know like like i am here with you i mean you, you do cover teams and things like that so it does have a little bit of an extra time commitment but um to imagine somebody an athlete you know having the requirements they have for school the requirements they have for the team they're participating on, because luckily I've, I've seen the behind the scenes and I know the time commitment that takes, but then to also somehow have a job and be able to make a commitment to that company. Cause you have to think about the fact that if, even if a company is willing to hire an athlete, they're going to want to have a guy on a set schedule. They're going to want right. to know that he can work on Saturdays or Sundays or an, an athlete's schedule fluctuates. And I just, I, I think it's an unfair solution to the issue is just to say well the athlete can get a job like like everybody else can because i mean you know just how time demanding your your schedules are yeah it's there's no set routine i mean yeah you have some routines and you but like traveling games i mean things that you don't even know you have such as appearance i mean it's it's a it's a very fluid situation i mean you you could have set plans on the weekend that you think you have off and that weekend is no longer off yeah. because of whether it be practice, your coach wants to do film, whatever the case, weightlifting. Uh, and that's your first obligation because you're there on scholarship, right? right. So you have to give that uh, priority first and then, you know, acad- well, as well as your academics and then everything else really is seen as second or third and fourth, fifth. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it, it's very difficult. I just, um, you know, I, I, I don't, I, and I'm sure, you know, people do it. But it, it, I mean, what I would love to see is if a, if a, let's say Alabama football, Mm -hmm. all their players got jobs. Let's see what Alabama's football record would be. Uh. And then let's see what Nick Saban's going to be saying. 
because I have a feeling Nick Saban isn't going to be isn't going to be wanting his players out there with jobs. Yeah, you know, I think he's a pretty demanding coach from what I can tell. And you know, if that record, wherever they are, undefeated, goes to five hundred or just over five hundred, there's some adjustments that are happening. Right. And while he might he might even say he might not say it, it you know, uh, kind of what's the expectation and what's expected of you. Uh, and so I just I I, I don't think that. Uh, it, it's fair to you know to say that you could just go get a job because in all reality it's not unless you unless whatever employer you're working for lets you come in when you want and when, right. you, when you leave when you want but and I, there aren't many out, out there and uh, again if you're dedicated to academics and athletics it really it's just really tough uh, so let's kind of go through you know we, we've talked about maybe where these rules should go or maybe what they should be but we know what they are currently and that that's this sort of brings us full circle to what's going on with with these trials. And there's going to be you know subsequent trials in, in February and April where more of this information is going to come out. Uh, you do wonder if the FBI is also looking to Nike and, and, mm-hmm. and their schools as well, and if this is going to sort of be cyclical and just repeat itself with with some of those schools. But I do have a little bit of an issue still with with what's going on with the NCAA because these these coaches, these schools do know the rules. And even if you disagree with them, you still have to abide by the rules. So what's sort of your take on if, and this is a big if, but if, if you know, schools have facilitated the payment, whether it be through shoe companies or whatever, what what should the NCAA do about that? I mean, I guess you have to go by the rule book at this very moment, and you'd have to like, deem some sort of punishment that's acceptable to it, but it could cause a change in reaction and in an sense of change for the betterment of you know players moving forward. Uh, you know, I, I I I wouldn't I wouldn't care if they said, all right, well, throw it all out, let's start fresh, kind of thing. Really, okay. I, I wouldn't, but I mean, I know that I know it won't happen because so I, I kind of look at this as almost like uh, the steroid era in right. baseball. I mean, you got you had so many guys that did it that. You know, I'm sure some people looked at it and say, if, if I want to keep up, everyone else is doing this. I got to do it, too. But to me, it's still black and white. You know the rule. You broke the rule. And, uh, you know, I, I've never had a Hall of Fame vote. But if I did, I'd be one of those guys that mm-hmm. would not vote in the guys that have been proven to proven to take them. Yeah. I mean, I just think that, you know, obviously these are this is on a major scale. And it's, uh, you know, it's it's pretty it's pretty public now uh but i mean there are probably minor infractions that happen i know let me rephrase that there are minor infractions that happen at even smaller schools i mean you can't even receive a meal from somebody it's like okay uh i i go out with my friends and and, you know i get the meals and i go out with my friends and they get me meals just out of you know we just we're just friends and is that something they drill in you like really early as soon as you're on campus uh it's it's, go over the rules we go over the rules and i forget which rules are really drilled at us i know that was definitely one of them it was like accepting benefits and gifts you know it was like even a meal yeah i mean it was like you know obviously like if you wanted to go out with a booster or you know someone that you know, wasn't necessarily a familiar face. It could actually our, our head coach couldn't really even buy us meals. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's well, like, I know some. Right. I can't. I wish I could remember think of which coach it was, but there was a coach that paid like a hundred dollar meal for a kid that got busted for it. It's unbelievable, and it's like if I go out and see my my coach from Wake Forest, I'd buy him a meal. He'd buy me a meal still to this day, and it's like yeah. it's it's not like we're trying to get around the rules. It's just almost you know. It, I don't know. Sometimes it's courteous. Sometimes it's just because you're friend. I mean, it's just a lot of respect. It's just, 
it's kind of uh, it's just you know interesting to to hear some of these rules that that are established. It seems almost like it would be. Is it difficult as an athlete just to keep track of everything? Or is it, do, you, do you just sort of have to tell yourself, "I can't take anything from yeah." You just you sign this. You err on the side of caution. Okay. Uh, you, you, I mean, you have to. If if that's if that's what you're worried about, you have to probably say no well more than you say yes, um, and that's just kind of the way it is right or wrong uh, whether you believe that it's right or wrong so uh yeah any any i guess but to kind of wrap this up any anticipation or prediction about how the ncaa does handle this because one of the things that you know you and i have sort of discussed is just how widespread this likely Mm -hmm. is right and you wonder just how far down the rabbit hole the ncaa wants to expose itself essentially yeah I know that's a tough one. Do you really want to shed light to all of these most likely infractions yeah. that have occurred? But if you do, you know, unfortunately, you, you got to take them all down. I mean, you, I mean, you can't you can't choose situation by situation. If if everyone or if, if if a lot of schools have done it, you can't pick and choose which schools you want to take down. So and, and I, I I I wish it didn't even have to come to that. I wish everyone was compensated, or whatever, whatever, and it didn't have to to be yeah. that way. But it is that way, and so if the NCAA is going to actually take you know action, you know they have to they have to then you know treat every university the same, and uh, you know will they? That's a different story. I mean they yeah. they also know that the hit that they might they might be 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 suffering from or potentially suffering it, from it would for sure affect their. I mean like yeah. I mentioned earlier, they they estimated that they made a billion dollars in revenue in 2017, and that the NCAA tournament drew in that much money alone. Right. But they're amateur status. So, right. Yeah. Right. So. <laughs> Again, uh, yeah, we'll see. When it comes to money, people, people, you know. It, they don't it, want to give up a slice of the pie. Oh, yeah. Essentially what's happening. And, and money money is power. Money rules all. And people, you know, make decisions based on money a lot of the time. And so uh, at, at every level. And I don't think the NCAA is going to be any different. So we'll see. They don't want to hit the bottom line. They don't want to, they don't want to, you know, start seeing red. I mean, that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a game changer when they start seeing red. So I don't know what they're going to do. Uh, but if you're going to clean house, you got to clean house fairly. Uh, right. And if you're not going to clean house, then you got to let everyone go. It's the, don't pick and choose, you know? So, uh, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. Well, we'll see, uh, we'll see where, where it goes from here. Like I said, there's a couple more trials and, and maybe this topic sort of, uh, new developments help us uh, have another discussion about this but uh, we're going to stop there for now Ike thanks again for joining us uh, as always yeah no problem